0: Welcome to Friday. Uh, we made it through the week. At least I feel like I made it through the week. Um, anyhow, listen, I am super excited to have everybody here today listening because we have a very special guest, John Foster, who is a world-renowned designer, author, and speaker. And we are here to talk about um, one of his latest projects, which is album art, new music graphics, Um, that he put out. with It's a really cool book and uh, some very many other projects that he's worked on and working on. And I want to hear what he's currently working on. And I also have um, my co-host with me today who is part of this book, who's in the book. um, And uh, we'll be hearing about that a little bit later as we go in. But um, yeah, that's a really great song to start off with. So I wanted to say to everyone, um, it's Friday, welcome to the weekend and uh, this is uh, Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio and we're doing a special edition of the Indie Cafe and uh, if you'd like to tune in, uh, the chat room is open and also if you'd like to call in after we do a little bit of time with John Foster, uh, it's 347 sorry if I sound a little stuffy, yeah I am, <laughs> I have a little bit of a raspy voice today, but that's cool. So let me bring everyone into the studio, and we are going to start the show off and get it going on the weekend of the royal wedding. I had to say that because um, <laughs> John and I talked about how everyone hey of his friends are having parties and stuff. Yeah, hey, John, welcome. Hey, Spencer. Hey. I'm hey.
1: glad hey. you guys hey. are
0: here. That's a for great song, me. by the way. That's a great song that you um, had me play. What is that exactly? That's
2: uh, ESG. Yeah, it's ESG. Uh Um, They're a uh, sort of a, I guess, punk funk band from
0: the
2: 70s, early 80s from the Bronx. Actually, they're still going strong. They're playing what I think is potentially their last ever show um, in the U.S. in Chicago this weekend actually no um, way so it was a band made up of sisters and the esg stands for emerald sapphire and gold and uh the Scroggin sisters Ooh. so um yeah just one of my favorite bands of all time and uh somebody who i've had a pretty long you know relationship with on both like the business and design end. so just yeah amazing oh stuff.
0: well fantastic i'm so proud to be able to song and yeah, uh, that's a great intro in for the Chicago anybody. area <laughs> yeah check out the uh show well you know um John, this book that I have here in front of me, Album Art and New Music Graphics, which is a beautiful book, by the way, um, oh, thank why don't you. we talk a little bit about, first of all, who John Foster is to our listeners, and um, a little bit of segue into the book, and then how Spencer's involved in it, and stuff like that. It's, it's a beautiful book, by the way, so let's yeah, talk sure. a little bit I about appreciate what that. you do and uh your um, speaking engagements and all
2: that, yeah, yeah, sure the um well, I'll give the sort of quick um short sweet bio uh,
1: <laughs>
2: you know, going all the way back to to college, um you know i think I think a lot of us got into design based on you know love of music um and my
0: Definitely. you know my
2: passion for music. Yeah then it, you know, led me to, you know, be the kind of person obviously that read all the liner notes and tried to figure out who designed these things and who took the photographs and who did the illustrations and, you know, really digging into those. And uh I became really, 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 really just um, hopelessly in love with the work of Von Oliver and V twenty three and uh primarily mm-hmm. the work he was doing for four A D, you know, at the time. And um and that really inspired me to think about, you know, how could I somehow be somebody that, you know, could work on projects like that? And that's actually what led me into pursuing graphic design, you know, as a student. And at the same time, I was in a bunch of, you know, terrible bands that, you know, would tour around a little bit. <laughs> and at some point, I decided it was a better idea to stop playing music and just kind of help my friends who were much better musicians. Um, so I started uh, out, you know, in this sort of DC scene, you know, with the hardcore bands, with Discord, and Team B, you know, and Simple Machines, and we had a ton of great record labels, you know, that were happening then in the early 90s. And I would start, um, you know, designing packaging for my friends or designing gig posters before, you know, before anybody even called them gig posters back then. We didn't, you know, there wasn't a name for them. They just were nice. the flyers that went up everywhere. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And so I just got really involved in that scene, and uh, and that continued. So, you know, through my design career, when I would work at different studios, um, to the point where I finally opened up my own shop about 10 years ago. Uh, you know, I've always been working in music. I've always been working in that end of things, and uh, particularly in the packaging side and, uh, and the poster side as well. And then that sort of led to, in a really weird way, I had um, I sent a bunch of projects in for another editor who was putting a book together um, about print design, and this is going way back, I guess, now, like uh, probably a good, like 15, 16 years. And after she had interviewed me for the book, she had said that, you know, had I ever thought about actually writing one of these books, um, but she really enjoyed, you know, the interview with me, and she really enjoyed my answers and the way that I, you know, uh, put down my thoughts on paper, you know, as far as they were concerned with design and visuals and, and the whole creative experience. And uh after she had said that, you know at the time it was the la- it was the furthest thing from my you know my mind. And then when somebody puts that little spark you know in your head, it's kind of you know it kicks around in there and it's hard to get get rid of it and uh And at that point, I said, you know, well, I hadn't really thought about it, but now I can't stop thinking about it. You know, can you help me you know realize this and uh And so then she luckily enough actually you know hired me to write a book. Um, you know the first one was just on on page layout and and uh, print design. And um, and then you know I was just sort of off to the races you know from there, and then I was lucky enough to write my um, my second book ever was actually New Masters of Poster Design, and at the time no one wanted to do anything. I'm sorry if I'm digressing a little bit, but I'll, I'll, we've got a little bit of time, I guess. Oh
0: no, <laughs> it's all good. Um, no, it no, all no, we want to hear promise. it.
2: I'll bring it all together. I promise. No, no, um,
0: it's all good.
2: So so with the New Masters of Poster Design. You know, it's crazy to think about this now because you know posters have been sort of so hot, you know, in design for, for quite some time. But at the time, um, no publisher would touch a poster design book. Like no, you know, everybody, you know, had had passed on anything like that. You know, as far as they were concerned, you know, posters had gone by the wayside. You know, they were blast emails. You know, now kind of in the new economy, and uh, and nobody was doing posters, much less you know promoting them. And I felt like it had become this sort of weird space. Um you know and also at the same time a lot of cities had enacted um, papering laws so you couldn't put up flyers anymore you oh, couldn't put kidding. up posters
1: Oh, you know, I didn't from, know no that. that's
2: that's, wow. that's a huge part of um you know DC had that Seattle had that uh a number Austin had that I believe a number of different cities had had uh, imposed those so it became almost this kind of underground thing so that moved what used to be kind of cheap xeroxes and sort of you know low tech printing mm-hmm. um into Mm -hmm. the gig poster world where these kind of silkscreen limited edition prints, um, you know, kind of arose from that, you know, world where you would then, you know, have to make something that was kind of a little bit more than just a flyer, you know, just by putting it up, you know, somewhere and putting them up in shop windows and stuff like that. And then in turn it became this uh, form of merchandise that didn't exist before. So as music was becoming less physical and more digital and in particular, you know, Napster was sort of, you know, taking hold of things and and very few people were even paying for music at all in any format. Um, There became this other stream for the artist to, you know, capture something and also for something for the fan to say, Hey, I'm a super fan. I want to own something Mm -hmm. tangible and physical of this band. So, you know, if you're a 13 year old kid and you're a giant death cap for cutie fan, you know then you filled up your wall with you know limited edition screen prints that you were one of only 50 people you know in the whole entire world that owned one of these things so i really felt like mm-hmm. the design that was being done um in that space was was really the cutting edge design it was the most exciting design anywhere and i really pushed it took me like a full like year and a half trying to convince somebody you know to let me put a book together capturing what was happening you know, with this. And in turn, also in like Europe, there was a lot of great political design being done um, and a lot of things were happening in, you know, in the poster world. And Mm -hmm. finally, basically my last stop, my last publisher that I was talking to where I was just about ready to throw in the towel, you know, finally said like they would take a chance on this and they basically told me they didn't think it was going to sell, but they believed in me, you know, as a person and as a writer and they were kind of willing to get into bed together and, you know, and see what happened um with this and uh and then ended up becoming like a big sort of breakout hit. Um so mm-hmm. we sold wow. you know, we sold tons of copies. It was printed in five different languages. Um mm-hmm. it came back as a paperback like 2 years later and sold like a ton as a um kind of like a Christmas special at Urban Outfitters, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind oh, of nice. how you break through like and that's yeah, well, that's kind of how you break through like as a design writer is if you're one of those like 10 books, you know, that's out on the table at Urban Outfitters at Christmas time. All right oh you know, really so okay, so yeah cool. that was huge at that point um and that's that's continued to kind of let me you know write these books which to sort of fast forward to today you know what has changed obviously in music is physical music has come back in a big big way um in particular mm-hmm. vinyl obviously and now i really feel like the kind of work that was being done back then in gig posters you know like 10 15 years ago is what's being done you know in, in record sleeve and packaging you know, design now, like I really feel like the most exciting work anywhere in design, anywhere in any creative discipline, you know, is really happening around record covers, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh kind of invented package with that. So that was really my push and, you know, and, and my, um, my desire to kind of put this book together. And, uh,
3: you know, and I hope I've
2: justified it. I, I mean I I'm really proud of this collection and I really think um there's just you know, wall to wall just amazing work that's being done, you know, here. Which isn't to say that there's not tons of bad, you know, design out there, you know, for music, but the cream of the crop is just really jaw dropping. Um so yeah, mm-hmm. so that's kinda, you know, where, where I've gotten to on the writing end for sure. Yeah, the, quality together. Too besides the quality just the
1: level book. of the
3: fo the the quality level oh, yeah. of the book is Is very Mm -hmm. high, John, you know, and Judith and I have been in a number of, uh, you know, album cover books. It goes down the line with Roger Dean and Storm Thorgerson. But, you know, this is a quality book. We're very honored to be in it because of the quality line. That's a big thing with us. And um, what's really nice is the interviewees besides us, uh, Judith and I have either profiled in our earlier books or they're friends of mine or, you know what I mean, they've just been into my life and they're really great. Stephen Sagmeister, art Chantry, Paula Sheer, and uh we uh we, art profile now we did a uh you're talking about rock Post, we did a rock poster book series for abrams uh two book series called Swag with art Chantry writing a forward, but we lucked out on that at a time John when um the uh computer posters were coming back you know working on a computer and as resurgence, so we got into that and um uh, and you mentioned Vaughn Oliver. He was profiled in our 92 book, Designing for Music, when nobody knew who the hell he was. But those are right. those are the people that I really looked up to, too. Vaughn Oliver, three, you know, 4AD, and um, Nigel Grierson, right? And,
2: um, right, yeah, Nigel doing all the photography. Yeah,
3: Nigel Grierson. But this book has uh, amazing – what really interested me is your selection. You have a, a – yeah. Right, the broad view to and they're all really great yeah. in what they do. And how how did you uh, edit it down? Was there a bigger list yeah. on this by the way? Yeah, how did you Yeah, decide? I mean that you
2: know, the hardest thing I mean, you know, Spencer, you certainly know the hardest time when you're putting a, a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the hardest thing when you're putting a collection like this is is really, you know, the mm-hmm. the curation. Um, yes. And there's always people that you know that you really wanted to have, you know, in the book um, you know, that doesn't yeah. happen for whatever reason. Right,
3: right. Um, you know, you know, my
2: ongoing joke now with Vaughn is that, you know, he's promised to be in like pretty much every single book that I've written, um, <laughs> you know, but for whatever reason, it, it kind of hasn't come, you know, um, come to happen yeah. with any of these things. Um, yeah, which uh. luckily he's putting together his own book that'll be out here, um, in the next couple of months, I think. Uh, so, oh, you know, wow. he's been kind of saving all his stories for that, I think over the past yeah, years. Yeah. years. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, I guess this is kind of the funny thing with the difference between putting out something physical in book form that you hope will be kind of timeless, but at least if it's capturing a moment that is going to be relevant for the next decade, mm-hmm. is that I always feel like I don't have to just pick, like, who's kind of doing the coolest design right now. Right, I kind right. of have to pick who's doing who's going to be doing the coolest design like a year okay. or two years from when I start writing right. the book.
1: Interesting. Right. So
2: um, like Braulio Amato, I think is a great example, you know, of that like he was sort of just really, you know, capturing, you know, some attention um, amongst, you know, design watchers or whatever you want to call it, you know, with mm-hmm. the work that he was doing. And it was sort of, um, you know, on sort of smaller projects. And then uh, and then the work he's done in like the last six months is, is my favorite, you know, design work of anything, you Uh know, that's been, been done, Um, you know, his poster work, his, his music packaging work, um, you know, he's somebody that's just like completely taken off, Um, you know, and then you match that up with, you know, different people um, that are maybe more established like the Jonathan Barnbrooks, you know, with all the work, you know, Uh with Tom Fox and David Bowie. And, you know, Uh those are, you know, you have basically like sort of, you know, 10 people that, you know, are, um, are the rock solid base, you know, that have been doing this for a little while. And then, uh, and that allows you to take some, some wild cards here. And I'm also kind of careful. I want to make sure that I cover, um, you know, as many different sort of scenes and countries, you know, as I possibly can. Right. So, you know, if, if you're looking at like, um, you know, Norway, you know, then it feels like there's like a, a even bigger pressure because I want to feel like I get like the, you know, one, two, three best designers, you know, in the entire country, you know, to incorporate. And um, and I know this is a long, rambling answer, but I also like to cap, you know, these things so that I go in saying, and you're always flexible with that, but I go in saying, like, I'm going to do 30 profiles,
3: you know, or I'm going
2: to do four, you know, interviews with established sort of design line, you know, legends, you know, like yourself and art and, and so on, um, you yeah.
1: You know, and then I'm
2: going to do you know whatever 26 profiles, you know, to figure that out, and that makes you think about it like in a different way. You know, if you leave it too open ended, then you got to figure out like where the quality cutoff is. Um, you know, whereas I know if I'm yeah. only going to feature like 26 people, you know, that it's going to inevitably be really high.
3: Well, the, the, the way you out the way you approach the book on on like ongoing designers was uh, these are really the I, I would say. The best of the lot. I mean, you know, there's others, but this is a best of the lot. And, you know, when I did my rock poster book, it's interesting. We're talking about this, because Frank Kozik, you know, Kozik told me,
1: mm-hmm. he said,
3: look at Spence, you're not going to get all the people in your book, but you have to have a list of the ones that you have to have in. And he gave me a list of about ten, you know, Justin, just uh I forgot his name, Justin. Anyway, Hampton, Justin Hampton and Mm -hmm. Coop. Justin, yeah,
1: Justin. And Coop was in that. Coop was
3: big time. Mm -hmm. I have Coop. Right. He got me into Coop, and Coop didn't know who the hell I was, but he got me. But like I'm saying, bring it back, um, you have to have a list. And I think you've got that list here, you know, ongoing, great designers that are going to be even far out in the future. And I think think you hit that right on the head. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's not – it's not easy, you know, for sure. Um, I've been, you know, I'm lucky, I guess that I have, or that at least there's an audience that appreciates my tastes, you know, um, yeah. in regards to this. Cause I don't, I don't pretend to obviously be like the only expert or I don't pretend to be the defining, you know, voice as far as what's good and bad. Um, yeah. you know, it's funny, like, you know, you referenced um, Justin's work and Coop's work and, and Frank and, uh, you know, there's a whole. There was kind of a whole line, like when I was doing the New Masters of Poster Design book. Um, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I definitely leaned on the side of sort of the artier, you know, mm-hmm. designers, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um yeah. Sort of the designers, designers, and mm-hmm. less of the kind of funky, scrappy, um, mm-hmm. psychedelic, you know, heavy yeah. illustration, um, cartoonish, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stuff that was going on there with that school. Right. So I think one of the criticisms when I was doing that was, you know, from the scene that, you know, that I was somebody that wasn't featuring this big part. And actually those guys were the ones that were selling the most posters, and they were doing, you know, posters for, you know, Soundgarden and Nirvana at the time. And, you know, and these massive things, whereas the people I was, you know, doing were, you know, doing posters for shows that were maybe attended by, like, you know, 100 people or 200 people. Um, So it was a valid criticism, but it just – it wasn't my aesthetic. You know, at the time, and yeah. uh, and you could you could say the exact same thing about the album art book. You know, where, um, you know, there's certainly there's a ton of beautiful covers, um, you know, that are out there that you know that I might have overlooked.
3: Well, you, you know what happens reason. also is I did my rock poster book. The first one sold incredible, and then all of a sudden there was a two book. So I'm saying, well, maybe if this book sells, you could do a two book, which is very logical, <laughs> is there, right, John? Yeah, well, yeah, we're always
2: holding out for sequel for sequel
3: money, aren't we? <laughs> but it's also showing the work. You know, you know what I'm saying, John. It's also, you know, these people like you could feel like, wow, I didn't get these people and so maybe in the next book I get those if this book has a good potential of selling, I believe, because of the quality level and where it's at. You know, in a certain yeah, well, spot. Yeah, yeah, well the
2: response has been really strong, um, you know, towards it. Um press around the book has been really great. It's actually probably been the best press of any of the books that I've ever written. Um mm-hmm. so that's been really um that helps because it just you know it just helps i feel like it justifies in a way that i'm kind of on the right course you know as far as you know what my gut feeling is as far as the kind of work that's been done here and i think this is a rising wave i mean i don't think this is something that's crested by any means um i think we're at the beginning of a golden period of you know record packaging you yeah the final thing i'm going to about
3: a little bit because I was a Grammy judge in album packaging this year. I've been mm-hmm. like five times, very honored. And also, I'm involved with a, a vinyl, making vinyl event, which Holly and I have these people on, uh, which is hooked up with Jack White in Detroit. We're having another one. But it was all vinyl packaging. And I noticed also in the Grammy uh, entries this year. The head of the committee told me, you know, Spencer, you're going to love this. There's a lot of vinyl, and I couldn't believe all the vinyl. And the the other thing, John, is the packaging. The packaging was intricate, uh, you know, like a group called The National had an incredible die-cut inner sleeve, plus the outside, and Grateful Dead set, which had multiple layers of a design with this gorgeous disc I mean, this stuff is a lot of money. You know, and I said to myself, wow, right. the vinyl is really coming back in the packaging area. You know what I'm saying? Like big time.
2: Well, it's crazy with, to think that are, that, yeah. that packaging for the National is actually designed by Pentagram.
3: Yeah, um, You know, mm-hmm. it's, exactly. it's
2: bananas to think that Pentagram, you know, going full circle from Paula, you know, working at CBS, you know, as sort of right. a youngster, um, right. that any Pentagram office is doing music packaging design at this, you know. <laughs> this sort of day and age is, that uh, is i mean that, yeah. that's crazy yeah that's that's
0: crazy
3: they're the coolest wait. project go ahead holly
0: i no. wanted to i wanted to um bring in you mentioned uh rock posters and um that's what i've seen justin hampton do a lot of and right. a lot of other people and um i own quite a few pieces of justin's and uh they're just like pieces of art, you know. And like you said, it's 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 like so different, you know, from what the you know people. You just throw the Xerox things up and put them up. But now posters are just like people are buying them. They're framing them. They're putting them in their houses. I've seen a lot of things in this book that are I, I've I've recognized. Um, Like you said, that was very hard to be able to pick out the pieces that you wanted to put in here. I want to ask, how did you choose the people that you wanted to do future projects from? How did that come about, including Spencer and Judith, but there are other people that you did choose too. How did you get down to those people?
2: Yeah, well, I did. So the way the book is structured, for for anybody that doesn't Mm -hmm. have a copy who's surely about to pick one up, Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't want to spoil it for him, but the, uh, uh, yeah, the way that the book is structured is, um, there's profiles of different designers that involves an interview. And then there's usually like eight to 12, uh, pieces that are profiled. And then there's a back section with that that goes into a little bit of details, you know, for those, then, um, everybody there is kind of like a, you know, what I would consider like a current or sort of emerging designer. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, the book, the foundation of the book is there's interviews with people that I sort of consider, you know, design legends in that regard. Um, you know, which is where my interview with Spencer and Judith comes in, you know, my interview with Art, my interview with Paula, my interview with Stefan, um, in there. And those are basically sort of, you know, career encompassing, you know, short interviews. Right. And I also want to get their perspective on on, you know, basically the, you know, the, the state of the music industry and packaging today. Um and then sure. The third aspect of it are these feature projects um that are in there. So when I selected people to do the feature project, it wasn't so much that they were designers who didn't have a portfolio that I wanted to um that I wanted to showcase as much as it was. Mm-hmm. I felt like they had one project in particular that really told a story about kind of what's happening now and what's possible. Oh, absolutely. And I wanted to go mm-hmm. really in depth on that. So yeah. Um, like Eric Carlson was a great example with his work with mm-hmm. Bonnie um where he had created this entire system of symbols and, uh, and a completely different way of kind of approaching and working on the project and getting in really early and going up to, you know, the cabin and, uh, and listening to early tracks and, you know, the recording of the record, um, you know, which is pretty rare, especially nowadays for the designer to be sitting, you know, in that process. Um, so I really wanted to have him talk about that. I really wanted to have Susan Archie, um, you know, talk about the box set that she put together with Dean Blackwood, um, you know, with Jack White doing the Paramount, you know, set, um, which is just absolutely insane as far as the the detail, you know, that yeah. was there. Um, I talked to Henry Ellings about doing box sets, um, you know, in particular, mm-hmm. cause he, you know, he works particularly, you know, in that area doing a lot of stuff for like Nyanic and Numero. Um, you know, so there were all those kind of different things. So I just really wanted to get, you know, kind of into the nitty-gritty about a particular project with that, whereas everybody else was kind of talking about, like, a
0: full-body work, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Right. You yeah, know, we need to give out the website for the book real quick, too, so that the, they can pick this book up where it's available.
2: So, uh, the, the, you know, I, I don't have a web address on me, which is, you know, bad, I guess. Um but it's uh, published by um, Thames & Hudson, so you can obviously get it on their site. Um, you can get it uh, any of your favorite booksellers. And um, and then obviously, you know, Amazon is a great resource, you know, for all these mm-hmm. things. And, you know, for better or worse, it's probably your best pricing. Um, certainly if you're a U.S. customer, I think the the book in at, um, at Amazon is, you know, probably like $10 less right now um, than mm-hmm. everywhere else. So I would highly recommend buying it there, Yeah, you know, at least for the short period. Yeah, Yeah, and
0: again, it's called Album Album Art, New Music Graphics by John Foster. And uh, today, if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and as a podcast on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio afterwards. Um, Spencer, you know, I want to ask you, um, you know, when you did the interview for this uh, book along with Judith, Mm -hmm. uh, what in the and the pieces that are featured in here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did you decide? And how did how did did was it a both of your decisions on what pieces you wanted to highlight in here, or was it? No, like,
3: not really. I think they were picked out. I think John picked right, John. I think he picked out. Um, but they're all with our with our life. We have a number of really good. I got to say, really good design pieces. So it didn't matter to us. What was picked out? If we should, John, you did a great job, by the way. And so, um, yeah, really. And and that is a hard thing, believe it or not, because you're limiting down to pick out a number of pieces of a person's life. And you know what I mean. I'm sure it's difficult. And but anyway, uh, he did a good job on that. I just want to say that the questions and answers were very profound. I almost wish. I had done the interview a little bit later, sooner, like right now, because now my whole life has changed even more with the vinyl show and the oh
0: yeah, vinyl, vinyl, and, and, vinyl. and also <laughs>
3: the activity going on, and did, and and the more resurgence of vinyl, which John was talking about. It's a different mm-hmm. plane to talk about a little bit, but it's all good. I think what we have, and they were satisfied with. But you know, as the and John knows this, as the years change, different things start going on. Now it's a big vinyl surge, and so the book is going to be great because of that. That's going to be number one. And I think, uh, you know, you know, the other thing I want to tell you, John, is, is this book could be used for educational matter, you know, for teachers. And we had our books like that. Our 45 book was used in a class. Uh, this is the type of book that could be used in a, definitely a design class, you know, to go off of for an instructor, right?
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, I always look at them as sort of as edutainment. You know, if yep. that makes sense. So, I, um, and the way that I, I really like to put together, you know, all the books that I work on is, um, you know, I like to have a lot of pretty pictures. I like to have a lot of sort of inspiring pieces. You know, they're obviously visually driven. Um, but I do like to have a lot of context and a lot of, you know, a lot of text around this. So, I like to peel back the curtain on, you know, the creative process and how these things are actually put together. Um, in particular, in this book, you know, having little production details you know, mm-hmm. that are there about each individual mm-hmm. piece. So, you know, you can, you know, you can find out like what the printing process was like Son and Zimmer, you know, is, is doing screen printing,
3: you know, on mm-hmm. a lot of their
2: process, um, right. a lot of their pieces, um, you know, different with that. I even put in, in the book, like, who's the approval process, you know, did they mm-hmm. work with the band? Did they work with the label? Did right. they work with the manager? Did they work with everybody? Um, you know, did somebody just cut them loose and they did it on their own? Um, You know, there's a lot of different, um, you know, things with that uh, that I think are really fascinating for designers to learn. And so if you're somebody who just has like a surface interest in the design process but is really into kind of what's going on now with, um, you know, with record packaging and, and just as a music fan in general, this is a book for you to just kind of get excited about what's going on there and find out. You know a little bit about the people and if you are a design student or you're somebody who's really intensely into the process or interest in the process you know there's a ton you know in here of real nuggets you know of information yeah. that i don't really think you can find anywhere else so
3: i yeah, think that letterpress area is interesting i mean our 45 book i had bruce Leisure as a letterpress in ansonia yeah and he does stuff for rem you probably know who he is but I had a section in my book on Bruce Leisher along for silk screen. You're bringing up that whole special area of silk screening and stuff like that. So incredible, right? I mean, that whole area is a whole other ballgame, right?
2: Well, it's funny that you bring oh, up yeah. Bruce because, um, cause his work, you know, the the stuff that Independent Project, you know, records and press both yeah. did yeah. Uh, that that's what introduced me to letterpress. You know, I didn't know anything about letterpress. Wow. You know, when I discovered yeah. those those records, you know, I, I picked up that first Camper Van Beethoven record and the first Savage Republic records and I just knew that it was cool and I just wanted to figure out like how did they do this? How did they make this? <laughs> and uh and you know, and, and can I figure out a way to make this, you know, one day? Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that really was my introduction to the letterpress and that began a lifelong, you know, love with that form of printing um that you really Yeah, I
3: mean, have, I that, nothing like that. Yeah, How I got into Bruce's area, I was a Grammy judge for four years, 89 through 92. So in that area, Bruce, uh, you know, entered. He didn't win, unfortunately, but I saw the stuff and I said, oh, my God, what is this? You know, you know, John, I said, what right. is this? You know, and he does, the, the thing about him, as you well know, and people should know out there, not only is it letterpress, but his design sense is amazing, his typographic sense, and also the, he uses his metallics, right, on the surface and the board finishes and you know you go crazy and i always wonder why didn't he get at least nominated you know what i'm saying because (laughs) his work is exceptional right and sagmeister is the other one sagmeister uh... came into my office when he first came into new york i don't know who the hell he was and later we became good friends, and he's been in our books a number of them. But he has extraordinary—you know—this. I'm glad you interviewed him. Extraordinary sense visually. I mean, he's into like the special packaging, you know, and other things. He's an extraordinary designer, Stefan.
2: Yeah, well, the you know, my um, the thing that really is amazing about Stefan is that in my mind, he's probably the greatest salesman that has <laughs> ever existed you know, and in, in design because yeah. it's not so much to have, I mean, it's not so much to have the um, those ideas, mm-hmm. you know, everybody kind of, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people have sort of crazy ideas about, mm-hmm. you know, things they'd like to do with production. You know, they sketch these things out, but he gets the stuff done. That's what separates, you know, the men from the boys, right. you know, in that process, he walks right. into that process and he says, I want to put a cigarette, you know, in the, Jewel case, <laughs> you know, for, you know, for, or he yeah. tells the Rolling Stones, I want to do this super intricate laser die cut. You right. know, I mean, I don't know if people probably don't have a real grasp on this, but, um, but especially in the sort of era where CDs were, you know, were king, anything that added even like a penny, you know, mm. to the production process was a huge debate. And if you wanted to do a spot oh, yeah. color, you wanted to do extra pages in the booklet, you know, you talk about something mm-hmm. that's going to add 10 cents per CD. Or in the case mm-hmm. of, like, the Rolling Stones, you know, laser die cut. Right, the Rolling Stones. You know, I mean, how many, how many CDs were they pressing of that? And he's adding, like, <laughs> a dollar per. Right. Process. So he's right. going to sell the band on that, the label on that, I mean, every step of the way and get it done all the way to the end. And I, I literally don't know anybody that has even one one-hundredth of the track record of success that Stefan has in convincing people to take that leap with him. Funny. Um, so it's it's incredible that he you know, his work is just mm-hmm. incredible on the face of it. But the fact that mm-hmm. he's able to get those things done is
3: staggering. Right. It is. You know, it is. It's
2: really is amazing.
3: And uh, he's uh, one of the best. You know, i I got to suggest something to you. I really want you to do this if you could. I think I mentioned to you a while but you, you, you've been busy and everything but uh, our 245 books are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame permanent collection. I suggest you send them. I can give you the address of who to the curator there so they can have their book in their library. I really suggest that because I think your books. Is- okay, sure. I appreciate that. Okay, sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's a very, very cool book. You know, but this book here um, is just so different. I really yeah. like it because it goes really into depth yeah. on everything and uh you see everything and that's so interesting that you mentioned about what goes into um John what you when you were talking about even if it's a penny you know to do something you know it's like they have to look at on on a large scale but you know i think packaging really does make it very appealing and fun to the consumer um yeah. you know I mean, there's a lot that I think it's very consumer driven, and I know speaking you know myself, it's like the ones that stand out more are the ones that are so different you know that have have something very different to them, you know done or a different quality to it and I think this book captures a lot of that I've seen you know quite a lot of really cool stuff, you know the colors and the, the the description of how everything is is laid out is really cool too in the book. Yeah,
3: there's a there's a person who entered the uh, vinyl mm-hmm. show putting together in New York for spring 2019, uh, who's in your book, Chad Fair, and that's mm-hmm. uh, he's an incredible illustrator. I mean, he gave me a series of albums that he did, which are in the book, you know. But you've got to see it on the surface also, John. You know that the, the printing of the cover and the cover stock, uh, but his illustration work is outrageous.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if you if you realize the way Jad does those illustrations, they're all paper cuttings.
3: So oh wow! He, I didn't know
2: actually, that. Yeah, really? he actually so he actually makes paper cuttings and then scans <laughs> them in. So you would think oh, that they were God. you know digital you know drawings or yeah, you know, or something, per- wow. but they're actually paper cuttings. So if if anybody ever you know wants to have something really unique kind of in their house, um, you can buy Jad's paper cuttings. I highly recommend tracking them down. Online, uh, you know, just great, amazing stuff. But yeah, I mean, to have them in front of you to see the little nuances and the tiny little cuts, um, wow, you know, in them. Like if you actually saw those things in life, you know, you'd be able to flip them over and see little pencil lines and you yeah, know the planning and everything um, that yeah. went into them. So yeah, oh, I mean, God. and and I don't know if people don't know, um, you know, Jad Fair is also you know part of Half Japanese, um, the really kind of influential. The theory, yeah. You know, yeah. banned. Oh, so interesting,
1: interesting. Yeah, and so um. Huh. And
2: as a DC, you know, native, obviously half Japanese holds a pretty special place, you know, in my heart. Um, you know, going way back. So yeah, just I mean, and, and also to be, he's also just a total sweetheart. You know, of a person. Oh well, yeah, so and I, you know, I gotta tell
3: you, I gotta bring stuff. up another thing, another person profile in the book. They're not a person or an office, which. I, a very good friend of mine, Jeff Kleinsmith, and um, mm-hmm. the Sub Pop area. Where uh, and Sub Pop, Sub uh, John, you won't believe. It, he sent me three boxes of LPs and 45s from my, my vinyl show. I couldn't believe this the other day. I mean, we're talking about big boxes. <laughs> I said, "This is the way Jeff is." But their work is extraordinary since '87. Sub Pop. Sub Pop's been in business, and I'm glad you had them in the book because their work is amazing, right? I mean, they're the four—they're the really instigators of the '45, uh, and now a lot of the LP area. But they—they they springboarded Nirvana on a lot of amazing groups, right? And I'm glad you had yeah, them well, in the book. Yeah,
2: you know, the amazing part about Sub Pop actually is, um, you know, as a label you know they really have been working and all, all along they've been working towards this but making sure that there's really something for the person that you know that buys the record and yeah. uh i mean like let's honestly think about it there's it, there's no reason to buy a physical record you know nowadays you know with spotify and you know all those things with streaming you know being sort of omnipresent the digital the- Yuck. Yeah, so so if you're gonna yeah, but if you're gonna buy, I mean, it, it's there. We have to accept it. You know, um, we have to work around it. The the if you're gonna buy something, though, or if you're gonna motivate somebody to buy something, you have to give them something beyond that. It's not about just hearing the music. It's about getting a kind of different experience. And sub pop takes that to a whole another level. Like all yeah. of the packaging is kind of above and beyond. Um, you know, what's, what's that you'd expect. And, you know, there's sort of special production techniques. Um, You know, the work that Jeff has always done, you know, you know, he's always been a a favorite of mine, Um, you know, and again, another, another totally sweet person um, and a good friend of mine as well. And, and I love everything that the labels, you know, put out and that sort of dedication, you know, to it. And um, I don't know if you guys have seen, I write a column for the Vinyl Factory um, sort of monthly sort of recap. Oh, you know, highlights. Wow. yeah, thanks. Um, so I just started doing it, actually, right. It was kind of inspired by the book, you know, that they had seen. And they said, hey, do you want to mm-hmm. capture each month with this? So the a column actually that came out this morning, one of those in there is the new Beach House record that Baltimore, oh, nice. firm Post Type post Typography oh, cool. um, did that mm-hmm. here. And uh, it's on this beautiful foil, you know cover with this sort of um psychedelic collage and you know one of the cool things about that is it's a piece that changes you know depending on where you're holding it you know wow. and how you experience it because these little mirrored fragments you know come out through the illustration oh, so
1: interesting. it could
2: just be like a straight mirror and be silver or if you hold it you know it reflects color and all of a sudden these rainbows show up in the you know wow. in, the, in the illustration and then you
3: you know, open that's it up so and it's got cool. even
2: more of that sort of like mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know op art you know techniques in it. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And that's you know that's just one thing that Sub Pop's putting out.
3: They you they know, have their two the one album they entered into the Grammys was the Father John Misty album, and mm-hmm. they have a series on him that's incredible. And also, Afghan Afghan Wigs has a, a beautiful cover that they have out uh, going on. Right. So they're really into that. Really great graphics thing, right, John? Really great graphics. Yeah. Well,
2: the the Father John Misty actually won
3: this yeah, year. Yeah, so exactly. Sasha Barr that's yeah, right. Barr,
2: who works in the office at Sub Pop? You know, was the designer. You know, mm-hmm. with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, so that's also featured in the book, so You guys can learn a little bit more, you know, about that. Um, but yeah, just incredible stuff. And I I don't know if you guys have seen the I think the limited edition that they're doing. I, get, I think there's a Father John Misty record coming out next month. Um, mm-hmm. But they've got mm-hmm. foil blue teardrops, you know, running down the cover and just, really? you know, Beautiful. all kinds of like, yeah. So it's got, it's got some really incredible stuff. So I'm pretty great. sure I'll talk about that in my column next month, but, um, what's the name of that I mean, it's just, what is the name of the column? It's just, it's crazy.
3: John, what's the name of the piece? What's the name of it?
2: What's the name of the the column, the column? or the
3: piece? Oh, the oh column. No, no, the, the uh, uh, the, is the, a, uh the column is
2: called judging, judging a cover by its cover.
3: But but also, what was the piece you were talking about with Sub Pop? The the drops you were talking about. Oh,
2: that's the that's the upcoming Father John Misty record. Really?
3: Wow! Father yeah. John
2: Misty, yeah,
0: that's so cool. Unbelievable. Hey, you know we you know we did a show um, on Record Store Day. Did you do anything for Record Store Day at all? I did to?
2: oh so um yeah so I. Uh, I did a couple. I mean, as far as, like, participation or, like, work-wise.
0: Yeah, what <laughs> did you do? Did you – I mean, I'm or sure both. you wrote something in your column about it. I have to check out your column now. That's
2: so yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's always exciting things for Record Store Day. Um, on a personal level, I worked on uh, these two early um, singles, 245s by the Mecons, um that came out mm-hmm. on Record Store Day. And then I was also doing um, – I've been doing this sort of restoration – work on uh natty brooker's uh painting that he did for spaceman three's recurring album um Mm -hmm. that that just got reissued as well so i probably spent i probably spent a week actually sort of restoring the artwork on that you know on the design perspective yeah which was incredible because the way it's been printed over the years i think the original was probably done in like 1989 or 1990 and since then they've just printed it with flat color um, but the actual cover is an acetate of these drawings of sort of repetitive threes, and he had painted, you know, he had back painted them. So on the original cover, you can see all the little globs of paint and the, you know, smearing together and all these little details um, that had been kind of, you know, disappearing with each printing over the years. So I really wanted to restore that, and wow. uh, working with the label Superior Viaduct, you know, they they definitely fully back you know, um, making those kind of things happen. So we you know, we put a week's worth of time, you know, into Jeez. restoring that for the reissues. So yeah, That's so that great. stuff was great. And then uh and then the most fun I have every year at Record Store Day is I've got um there's twin boys that live caddy corner to me. And uh-huh. since they were like ten years old, they're sixteen now. Um they've always like come to sort of the fence and been like, Mr. Foster, Mr. Foster, what are you shopping for you know, for record store day? And they, they give me their list of the stuff that they're they're gonna go wait in line for. And oh, I mean that just yeah. that fills my heart. You know, that Oh, it, that's nice. That that just you know, that lets you know that, you know, Have there's another please. generation of of these oh, kids yeah. that are out there that are digging vinyl and they're willing they to are go out there so and they're really tuned passionate into it. About, Yeah, Yeah. Very
0: very tuned into it It's passed through to the next generation Which is great Because it's iconic And uh, that's why I kind of said You know, vinyl It's like when you hold a real record in your hand And you smell it And the way it sounds And just, you know, what goes into it There's so much of a love of labor into it And I know that Spencer and uh, has a true appreciation of that too, and as well as you, John. I'm sure that you've seen how long it takes, <laughs> you know, to do an album cover, and what goes into it. Um, it's pretty intense. It's 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 a project in itself. Besides just the music that's going to be going on it. Um,
3: I mean, I had you know wow. in my life, I was lucky to work with like uh, Talking Heads, for instance, is a good example of a group that was. Uh, conditioned, and you know, John, with a graphic background from RISD and uh, Jerry Harrison went to Harvard, but they were they were very conceptual. So I blended the, my typography into their design, and it worked to be incredible. And the old lo- David Byrne loved my typography. That's one thing I always remembered. And I, I just saw him the other day, in fact. But you know, it's like it's like uh, when you're working with people that are graphic uh, have the same visual concept. Uh, visualization visionary ideas it's such a a warm such a great feeling in life you know i've had a number of that in my life with me and judith or myself so we're you know i've been blessed with that i guess or working on my own and people respecting my work and i think that's a really important thing for a designer you know what i'm saying
2: yeah i mean that 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 warmth that comes from a really fulfilling collaboration you know, yeah. is is almost impossible to beat. And then
1: yeah. I'm sure yeah, you cool.
2: share this as well. Um, you know, part, I mean, obviously a big part of the reason I got into this was because I was so passionate about music. But, you know, that comes with a caveat. So what ends up happening is when you become good at this, then you actually get the opportunity to kind of meet your heroes, you know, yeah. when you work with
1: mm-hmm. these people. And oh, you know, totally. that,
2: that can go yeah. horribly sideways or it can go great. And I think I've been really blessed that that, you know, pretty much all of my experiences have been really wonderful and that uh, everybody's come to the table, you know, with that kind of open, you know, understanding. Like we're just trying to get the best thing here. So everybody puts their ideas in there and turns them up and tries to, you know, help each other and uh, and checks their egos at the door. And, um, and then you just kind of oh, end up with so something true. really great. So it's it's been really fulfilling. So true.
3: Yeah. I, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you so something that's interesting. Like Holly and I review a lot of music books and, you know, different areas of photography and graphics, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what really interested me, when I got the book, when I got the book, John, you know, I go through it, of course, looking at it. was amazing, the selection that you had. Mm-hmm. i got to say this now. A lot of books are not that way. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of books are not that way. When they pick people – it, you may know, have mediocre mixed with the great. You every one of these people in the book are really good. I mean that is a carte blanche thing. That's I've got to tell you that really we're so honored and and have such respect for you in how you put this together because that is not easy. Because a lot of books are not like that. You know, most of these the album cover books oh, are absolutely. really terrible. If you look mm-hmm. at them, a lot of the album mm-hmm. cover books are really <laughs> horrible. Right. Well, you I know, mean, you, you know,
0: you know incredible. what I no. Spencer, you're right. You know what I liked about it, though, also, is there are a lot of people in there that are so obscure that you haven't heard of yeah. them and Very good you point. introduced them. And Very um, good I point. think that that's really, really mm-hmm. something that I really thought was fantastic was I really I say, oh, yeah, I remember. I, I know that. <laughs> and then I look and I read about who did it and stuff. But, you know, I want to circle back, John, to something you said about when you started – doing this and how it really brought about, you know, um, you meeting people and your heroes and stuff like that. I can say mm-hmm. the same thing in the music industry as far as like doing interviews and stuff like that with, you know, straight across the board, music, um, pop culture, art, movies. You have no idea, um, you know, some of the people I've, met and then Spencer, you know, has introduced me to, and then I myself personally have known and grown up with and seen, and it's like, you know, you get somebody on there that, oh, my God, I remember, I remember (laughs) listening to your music, you like, along, you know, and I never thought I'd ever be interviewing you, like, it's just so, it's just mind-blowing, you know, and, uh, and, and authors as well, Um You know, I've had some book authors on here that uh, I just, like, idolized that I never thought I'd ever have a chance to speak to them and really get into their head and hear what's really behind the process and the thought of something. So Mm -hmm. it's really an honor to be able to have you on the show um, talking to you about your newest, you know, project, and uh, I want to hear really quickly what you're currently working on.
2: Uh, I'm currently working on um, a couple different mm-hmm. things. I'm actually working on a uh, a kind of unique reissue of um, a piece that Steve Reich did, his drumming piece. Wow. Um, so oh, I'm working nice. on the vinyl and CD for that, um, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple um, just recently finished up um, – a couple things for some new artists that I'm really excited about. There's a project uh, that's called Cindy Lee that I think is really, just really hauntingly beautiful. Um, so working on a project with that. There's an Australian band called Exec, um, you know, that's a new band that I think is probably the best record, you know, of the last year. Like definitely if you're in this kind of post really? um Really? Definitely mm-hmm. kind of public image limited, this heat, you know, style stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, mm-hmm. really amazing with some kind wow. of dub undercurrents. So the stuff like that's been good. Um, you know, The uh, now that you're putting me on the spot, I'm blanking on, on the other stuff.
3: Oh, I um, know. yeah, there's <laughs>
2: – And you're writing,
3: writing. And you're writing. There's always, writing some, you're doing a column. there's always some cool
2: stuff. Yeah, so I'm writing the column yeah. every month. I think that's definitely kind of keeping things,
1: that's you know, fun. fresh. That's your in perspective.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, there's a couple different um, book proposals that have been kicked around. And then, oh, really? Um, and actually, nice. uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and just make a bold uh, a push if anybody's listening. Um, I've been talking with Art Chantry for the last couple of years about doing a really unique kind of monograph. Like uh, there was a book called um, Some People Don't Surf that was done by Julie Lasky on art probably, oh I don't know, like late 90s, I believe. Wow. But it's obviously mm-hmm. been a long time you know, since then, and a lot of work has happened in the interim, and that only captured you know a certain segment of what he did. So I think Art just got the um, the Medal of Honor from the AIGA, AIGA. Um, you know, last year. <laughs> yeah, so he got the Medal mm-hmm. of Honor last year, and I think the, the timing's good to really yep. um, do a full kind of retrospective, but we want to do it in a unique way. So I've pitched that to a couple different publishers, and we haven't had any takers yet. Um, but I am well, well, eager to try to dig into I've that so If, if anybody's know, interested, get me. You know, of me. John,
3: you get oh, you get the. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you one. You should get in touch with me because I got a couple of publishers. You could. Pl- I mean, Prince I got to give you. I, I got to tell you a great story. The forty-five first forty-five book I did, two thousand two, was uh, a thing I thought was. Uh, I did the first forty-five book, by the way, in visual history, and and everybody was doing, you know, the uh, LP books. So I go to these publishers. And I'm thinking, this is a no-brainer. They're going to do a 45 book, right, with the sleeves and everything. No, it right. didn't happen, John. It was like the Beatles. Everybody turned it down except for this is a publisher, Princeton Architectural Press, which put out a visionary books on David Byrne and Paul Aichele. And so I gave him the book. I said, forget about the money. I got to get this book out. It was a moral thing. And the book ends up selling like 10 over 10,000 the first year and in the end sold over 25,000 worldwide and they didn't any promotion but I'm just telling you there are publishers that are very visionary and if you get the right art entry, might be a hard slot as you, you may think it's obvious but they don't think that way you know what I mean you've got to Oh no, I know, I've had
2: all those conversations. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, but there are certain now Princeton would be a publisher but they're small but they might be a perfect thing for that fit you know, because their visual head is different. You know, they, yeah. they and they. You know, I mean, I'm just bringing out one thing, but you know, well, you have yeah, well, like. I mean, you, I'm
2: definitely interested in talking about it because uh, I think, like, you yeah. know, um, from a writing perspective, that's kind of my passion project. You know, the thing that's, you know, you always mm-hmm. have like one thing that's kind of in the back. You know, that you're right. that you really like to make happen. Um, so I've got like a couple other proposals, you know, kicking around and stuff. But the uh, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Um, but you know that so talk one. Talk to me about think, it
3: when you you know at another time. Talk to me about. Yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's How great. cool, that's
0: great You know, Sounds I think good. it's really Sounds important good. that we Yeah, no, it's important that we are able to You know, have an emotional outlet and our creative outlet And to make that come true It's like to see your book in front of you I mean, I know lots of people that are writing Besides just music books, you know, like fiction And, and uh, stuff like that, you know And it's just like, for them And for me to see something that they've completed, it's like, how proud can you be of something like that? I mean, this is like, you know, you see it, it's a completion, um, and you just go on to the next thing, and it's like you just are rolling with it. It's like you get into that creative groove. So I think this book is really fantastic, um, and I would... Highly recommend anyone that's really interested in album art, or you know, just knowing, wanting to know about graphics and wanting to see some really cool stuff, to pick this book up. Again, it's album art, new music graphics, by John Foster, our guest today, and uh we're super happy that you're here with us today. And I know that it's coming up on the hour. We're going to extend our show a little bit because. Uh, Spencer had um, a few things that he wanted to talk about, an event that uh, we both know about and stuff like that. But I wanted to ask you real quick, let's segue back to um, the music that we opened up with. They're doing a show in, you said, Chicago this weekend?
2: I believe so, yes.
0: Okay, great. Okay. And then do you have a website um, for anyone to reach you on or if anyone wants to reach you, what's the best way?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, so my design firm is called Bad People Good Things. So you mm-hmm. can reach me at badpeoplegoodthings.com. Um, the email is good at badpeoplegoodthings, um, com. So you can always get a hold of me there. Um, you can track me down on any of the normal, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, options, um, cool. you know, as well. But, yes, yeah, so that's that's an easy way, you know, to get a hold of me. And, uh, and yeah, so if you're in Chicago, I definitely recommend, uh, checking out ESG um, if you're uh, you know a music fan or just anybody listening I highly recommend checking out ESG you know musically and then um, there's a feature spread in the book on the work that I've done with them you know from a packaging standpoint and I think it's been you know I I feel like it's some of the best work that I've ever done and it's definitely been one of the most oh, great you know yeah. creative relationships yeah you know, mm-hmm. with um, with just with just an incredible artist you know visionary folks
0: that's awesome. You know what I yeah, also want cool. to know about is if I want to know about your uh, love of dogs, the goofiest fox <laughs> in an old English bulldog. I want to hear about that. I love your bio. That's great. Well, the great. um,
2: yeah, our house is our house is uh, full of dogs, and I bring them all to the office with me every day.
1: That's um, great. So, that's great. Which
2: which always backfires on me because I don't know anybody that's ever owned an old English bulldog are probably wow. the loudest oh. snorers of, of all, wow. of any canine, <laughs> you know, out there. So every okay. single conference call that I have, you know, has this, like, snoring in the background. Um, and whenever there's, like, a sort of, you know, five minutes of someone else talking, I always, I feel, like, compelled to be, like, you know, making, reassuring everybody that I'm still awake, that I'm not, like, you know oh, in, that's
1: the, great. in the background, that's the so one sawing all these
2: Zs. Yeah, so oh, they, wow. they keep things exciting. Um, obviously, I'm a dog person. For you know, as you can tell, um, you know the the Dachshund and the Bulldog are are two sort of um, the two boys, and they kind of roughhouse, you know, around all the time. And then the Foxhound, you know, kind of keeps everybody in check. She's our sort of old lady,
1: mm.
2: you know, um, you know, of the house. Yeah, so she just kind of tells them like, "Hey, that's enough," you know, before you guys break a lamp. <laughs> You know, kind of no. You know, she's the one that says no ball in the house. You know. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, That's so yeah, they're fantastic. funny. Yeah, we have we have I a, we have a weird animal. mix.
3: Mhm.
2: Yeah. Do you guys have dog? Either of you That's have dogs?
3: I don't, but my, you know, I my do. father was a big fan of the boxer. Oh yeah. The,
2: the boxer. Boxer dog. Good. Yeah. yeah with, which are really amazing
3: dogs, you know. Uh, but I never had um, I never had a dog. I had cats. I never had a dog, and I. Now I just don't, I don't have any pet right now, but I do love dogs and I do love cats. Well,
0: you ask me how many animals I have. Yeah, how <laughs> many, many animals, animals? You got I Holly? <laughs> way too many, Spencer, you know. Well, let's yeah, see. I've I got do. horses across the street. I've got quail, foxes, deer. <laughs> um, I've got a, ma- <laughs> a Maine Coon cat. um I do love dogs. Um I used to my favorite dogs I had were um I had a German Shepherd whom oh, I loved I love those. to death.
1: Love German and Shepherd. he
0: was a pure German Shepherd and he was wow. such a amazing dog. And then I had a chow chow. Um believe it or oh. not, full bread, you know, papers and everything. Oh. It was uh yeah, and that dog Oh, man, that, they're just, they're one-people dogs. They really are. Um, yeah. My dog did not like uh, men. It was weird. Um The wow. dog, any time a man would walk <laughs> into the room, she would turn around and latch onto their ass on their jeans. <laughs> and oh, that's funny. And whatever. It was so funny. That's funny. Yeah, I know, but... Uh, You know, dogs are, you know, dogs have personalities, but my cat, um, he's pretty old, and he's just uh, a very special cat. Maine Coons are very unique anyway, and I love Siamese cats, too. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, animals are really special. So what's your spirit, animals? They give a lot back.
2: (laughs) <laughs> my spirit animal. I have this horrible fear yeah. that my spirit animal is a is a snoring bulldog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, I think
2: I think karma has actually sent the actual spirit animal to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. My
0: spirit animal is a unicorn, so don't ask. Is it? That's <laughs> a be, that's a better pick. A <laughs> <laughs> unicorn. Yeah. yeah, A unicorn. So what about you, Spencer?
3: I don't know. I lo- I'm I'm I don't the know, Cheshire you know,
0: cat, I think. The cat from yeah, Alice in I would
3: be oh, you the know the mad smoking hatter. Cat. The- Holly, the mad hatter and the Cheshire cat. <laughs> the mad hatter and the Cheshire cat, okay?
0: That would be my This one. is a yeah.
3: jacket wearing he, Cheshire cat. He
0: smokes a yeah. hookah. That's perfect. <laughs> that's that's a good one. That's well, funny. you know, John, we've enjoyed that with it's hysterical hysterical. <laughs> We really enjoyed having you with us today. Did you wanna stick around and hear about our <laughs> um <laughs> our out and about times and um I know Spencer's got a review on something that we we do a couple reviews. Did you wanna well, stick I around for that? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: you know, I actually I might have to go. So I do uh it's um you know, it's Friday night so I've got a teenage daughter who very – wow, yeah. Um yeah it, it, you know it requires me to sort of chariot her around.
0: of course
2: um you of know course. these days so
0: when, she, when she starts driving, tell her do not drink and drive
2: right uh, yes yeah, so, you yeah. know we're, i mean i'm I'm pretty lucky i think as far as I mean, you know i you know there will always be opportunities um but we're pretty lucky as far as the way um she is with you know with that kind of thing i was That's i awesome. was a terrible kid. I party like all ah. through middle school, <laughs> high school, and everything. So, so you know, luckily, you know, I don't have that. Um, you know, from uh, from a parenting perspective or whatever, I don't know that she would get away with anything. So, I, you know, there's there's not a lot of tricks I didn't pull. You know, as a, mm-hmm. as a kid, so yeah, she's much more like my wife like that. So thank goodness.
0: Oh, that's so, awesome! I think it's just well, I think it's just a case you... of my
2: marrying well.
0: Oh, that's oh, well, great! Yeah, that's really good. That's great. If you listen to any of my Friday shows, I always end my Friday shows with "Please do not drink and drive." It's the weekend, because it's really important. People get that. If you're gonna, you're gonna drink, you know, drink responsibly. Get a Uber, get a Lyft, whatever, or a right. designated driver. Yep. I absolutely. I second all of those emotions. It's good. Yep. Absolutely, um absolutely, so with that, then we both want to say thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything else uh Spence, that you wanted to ask John before we segue into ours and no, I'm going to end I, our uh, and
3: and thanks for being on, John, for me and Holly, of course yeah. and uh, it was, mm-hmm. uh, and again, we're very Judith and I are very honored to be in such a quality book that you put out and uh, oh, by the way, i got to tell you something amazing. Uh, Judith and I are going to be in a Velvet Underground show, which not announced yet till June, but in New York with about 16 of our design images, which is going to be a historic <laughs> show. But uh, the curators came over to my house, John, and they saw the album art book on the table, of course, and I had to give them one. <laughs> I had to give them one. <laughs> Because they were so overwhelmed by your book going through it. They said, wow, what a book. And I said, okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? But I just want to tell you that. I mean, they're really great curators. Uh, they're doing a well, cool. very big film show in New York. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, that show sounds amazing. And uh, yeah. it's definitely an honor to
3: include you guys in the book.
2: You know, I've thank you. been a, thank you. And thank a you huge again. fan for a long time, as you know. Um, oh, thank you, So John. it was good to, have, uh, good to have a chance for us to sit down and do the interview. and. And, uh, you know, feature the work And um, I really appreciate all the kind things you guys have said About the collection and, Oh, um, no, really we, of everything. we love oh, we
3: you We love here. you yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's we a good opportunity you. to shine a spotlight so On some amazing stuff Yeah, thank you guys, I really appreciate it mm-hmm. Hey,
3: John, I've got to ask you one thing yeah. before you leave I'm sure. going to be doing a vinyl show In the spring of 2019 We had to move it from the velvet area Of that show And I was wondering, maybe one night It's going to be up for a month, you could do a book signing You know what I'm saying?
0: Okay, yeah, that sounds
3: Oh, that great. would be cool. Yeah. 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 I'd love good. to come up. Good, good, good. good. That'd be really okay. cool. Let's let's yeah. plan on it happening. It will be. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a <laughs> All right, but Some a of the people weekend. in your book are in the show, like Jad Farrell will be in the show, for instance, you right. know what I'm right. saying? Right. And right. Steph oh, it God, it will go yeah. down the line, Paula Sher and Art Chantry, da-da-da, you know, so it's perfect. Okay, you know? cool. Perfect, Diane. You have a good one my friend. All right, good stuff. Well, good all right, weekend, right, you guys have a great John, weekend. You too, uh, yeah. I hope you watch soon. that
0: royal wedding now tomorrow yeah, morning. Yeah, enjoy all your mornings. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna call back. Next, I'm gonna call back the next Friday, and you're gonna have like 12 corgis that you've just adopted. Oh yeah,
0: oh, I love corgis. Oh my gosh! Oh, I have to tell you my story about a corgi. I fell in love with a little corgi, and I did have him oh. for like almost nine years. He was so cute, along with other dogs. Yes, he is, was amazing, along with my horses. So yes, corgis are awesome.
2: All right, well, they're it might, might be time for a new corgi, little, little Prince
0: Harry. <laughs> oh, what a little corgi. Oh, they're really cute when they're puppies, too. Yeah, no, they're adorable dogs. Dachshunds are really dogs. cute when they're puppies. Oh, my gosh. Little Dachshunds. You know, yeah, I saw one that was a half a beagle, a beagle and um, a baby beagle, and it was so cute. And then I saw a Dachshund. Wow. They're just adorable. It was yeah, turned you know, into the dog show now.
2: I know. It's, yeah. it's so funny. I never thought I would have a I never thought I would have a little dog and my wife oh, and my daughter so cute. just just ground me down Aww. when um <laughs> when with this little puppy and that's funny. you know when we got the our doctor's name is Oscar and the um and you could just fit oh. him in your hand. You know, I could have put him in my oh, pocket. Really? And oh, and him? yeah, when he was born. When he was born. Wow. And um mm-hmm. and so I, you know, after like a couple hours like it was just impossible. You just couldn't resist this, you know, this dog. Oh, that's and they've nice. got such unique personalities. And and uh, the love affair that my wife and this dog are having is, like, the kind that, like, civilizations have been built around, like, you know, this dog oh, is great. so, like, imprinted on my wife. Like, it's so funny. But they have such a, you know, uh, goofy personality. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think once you have a dox in your house, it's probably hard to not have one around, you Oh know, wow. for sure. Oh, no. yeah.
0: No, so, yeah. Absolutely.
2: So now I've revealed all the secrets. The Dachshund is actually in charge of everything at the Foster House. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I'll let you guys um, move into talking about things, uh, wrapping things up. And uh, I would really appreciate it talking to you guys.
3: That and, was uh, great. Look forward Pleasure, to, uh
2: To talking to you guys soon.
0: Excellent.
2: Excellent. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Thank you guys again. Take care Have a great Take weekend care, and, we're,
0: and I'm going to play you, your other song When we close the show To out yes, more, more The other, yeah, to the the people, other the tune The people
2: demand it The people need more ATSG okay, in their lives Yeah Okay Absolutely. Talk to you guys later Take I'll care, John
0: that when we end Thanks, bye-bye Thank you All right Bye <laughs> Okay, and so Spencer and I are going to segue into our uh, pop culture news So with that Here you go
1: Who wants your city's paper? Who wants your city's good? Who wants your city's paper? Nobody in the world. Who won't get to the table Nobody in the world I'm living a life of constant change Every day is a turn of the face Get to the face of such bad news same thing applies to me and you But just wait to fall right into big
0: mistakes. And with that, we are going to go <laughs> into <laughs> our pop culture. I love that song. I that swear, great? that song just makes me laugh. Um, if anybody doesn't know who that is, it's the Rolling Stones. It's a pretty awesome song. Um, with that, let's go into our pop culture news. I know that uh, you went to an event, which I actually saw live-streamed. Um, and uh, why don't you tell us what that was, Spencer? Because I know that you well, uh, we had a, had a very, night out uh, of
3: town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a very unusual event. It was the Blondie Punk Party held at the Mars mm-hmm. Hotel, which was a show of some really great uh, uh, punk photographs of the era by famous photographers like Bob Gruen, McRock, etc., etc. et cetera, and uh, Debbie and Chris showed up, and uh, I had pleasure meeting with them, and we have a very warm relationship, and it was very nice. But it was a mob scene, Holly. I got to tell you. And when I left, the line I was literally mm-hmm. around the block. It was crazy. And, uh, um, <laughs> and so I walked outside. Remember our friend? What's her name? Who does a has photography in her apartment? You know who I mean. Um, uh, we we oh, both know her.
0: Oh, to... Samantha. Well,
3: Samantha, so Samantha goes out, I'm, I just left, there's a mob scene up there, i got to tell you a mob scene, so I left, and after meeting Chris and Debbie, thank God, I was able to do that, then I get outside, and she's there online, And then she says to me, Holly. Although she says, Spencer, I thought you could stay there and help introduce me to Chris. (laughs) I said, (laughs) I said, I said Samantha, please don't. I'm exhausted. I can't deal with it. It's a mob scene up there. You'll have to excuse me. But she wanted me to introduce to Chris to talk to him about I don't know what, you know. But, but it was a really great show. And uh, there's such warm people. And as people out there should know, Holly and I had Chris Stein on our show. And. they're um, he had his Rosoli Blondie book, which is a phenomenal book, by the way. And um, you know, they're just very approachable, warm people. And I always, you know, and Chris gave me a big hug, uh, and, and and Debbie put her arm around me. It's like, wow. I said, geez, <laughs> you know, it's like. But th- yeah, that's no, the way they're they are. great. And they're, they're being interviewed. People. and The cameras are flashing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a whole trip. And she's getting interviewed, and he's getting interviewed. It was it was it was lucky I had a slot to even talk to them, but. Um, it was a great event. Bob Gruen was there, and and uh, all these people on our show, and um, David Godless was selling his book there, too. He's been on our show. Oh, David
0: was? Or was he? Yeah. Nice. So,
3: yeah, it was really mm-hmm. nice. So it was like, uh, you know, I had, my, I had my picture taken under Mick Rock's Ramones uh, End of the Century photo, the classic front cover of the Ramones, and people mm-hmm. were flashing pictures. It was great. It was just like a very fun event, but it got to be a real mob scene. I got to tell you, it was like it was crowded.
0: It, it was, it was crowded. crowded. Yeah. I got to
3: tell you, we're we'll talking about. Mm-hmm. And when I went outside, was really floored me because the line was literally going around the block to wait to go in. I said, "Oh, I'm out of here." You know, I said. But it's a great. It was a mm-hmm. great event. Very. Uh, I was very thankful that I got. Uh, I could get in there early. See, I got in there early, so that was a big thing. But um it it was really a wonderful night. I mean it really really meant something to me. Um you know. Those people are just icons in the world of music and uh, mm-hmm. just the Yeah, and, and we've had them on so Chris knows <coughs> you like, you know, they are just Yeah, really, wanted to you know, ask
0: what are, who have you gone to see play lately in uh, New York? I know that you've been going to the lately You know what? I'm a deadhead.
3: Meaning literally a deadhead. Not a dead, grateful mm-hmm. deadhead. I'm a, I haven't really seen I was invited to Escovedo down at Bowery Electric, which is coming up next week. But I'm just mm-hmm. not I, – I, I'd rather see him at City Winery. I don't want to go all the way down there, although they're really good friends of mine. And we've had Alexandro on our show. People want to know he's been on our show. But um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i probably not really – there's nothing really bombastic going on and uh, listening – I mean, they uh, the hearing uh, – and of course, I open my mouth yet I'm going to get something on an email, right? I don't know, you know. It's like, but uh, right now there's nothing really. Uh, Escovedo's playing at the Bowery Electric with Lenny K next week. That's a that's, that's a good
1: great. one. That's great.
3: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and um, as far as anything else, I really nothing to report in. That is really, you know, you know, it was interesting last night. Also, Mark Seliger, I was invited to. Now, Mark Seliger. Is if nobody knows he's done a lot of stuff for Rolling Stone in his life. He's a very famous music photographer. He shot everybody like uh, under the sun. And he's very famous, but I couldn't make it over there because it was just. Uh, I spent all my time at uh, Blondie thing, you know. But um, mm-hmm. that was a good. I'm sure that was an incredible show last night with Mark Seliger. Um, probably showing his photography. I I met him a couple years ago at a show, but it's been a while since I've seen his work, but I I may stop down there and see him. I'll tell you what's really interesting. I emailed you. Click Gallery
1: is selling the work.
3: Yeah, did you see that? Mm -hmm. Duffy, who did the Aladdin Mm -hmm. Sane shoot, Uh, and they're selling David Bowie prints done by Duffy, famous photographer,
1: Mm -hmm. uh, who did
3: the Aladdin Sane shoot. I never saw this stuff. You know, I'm just literally just but it, you can't go down and see it. You have to, uh, you know, buy it. You go to a click C L I C Gallery in there. But it's worth it. the The work of this photographer is phenomenal. You know, right? And mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
3: an interesting tidbit if anybody's interested in Bowie photography. Uh, the other thing is, I saw Mick Rock. I don't know if I mentioned this. The Mick Rock at Brooklyn Museum. I don't know if I mentioned that last time. That was yeah, big, you
0: did. Yeah,
3: yeah. I heard so about that was that, yeah. uh, that was another thing, but. Um, you know, it's funny. There were people at, that weren't a mix thing, like David Godless wasn't a thing. There were certain people I thought might be at mix thing, but they weren't. And you know, it's something I found out a really good tidbit last night because I was talking about the Velvet Underground show we're going to be, and me and Judith and Sylvia Reed. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Bob Gruen, and this is what really floored me. He said he never shot anything on the Velvet Underground. Now that's really interesting. Oh,
0: yeah, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, he never
3: shot anything. And I said, I said to myself, wow. You know, I said, wow. This is a mm-hmm. wow thing, Bob Freud. But he never did. He said he never photographed the Velvet. Iron. A very interesting rock and roll tidbit, you know? That is very wow. interesting because I thought
0: is, Bob is pretty much is shot he, everyone.
3: Was he, yeah, because yeah, he was in that era. You know I mean? He was really that early, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But um, that's sort of interesting. Be, I think he shot Lou Reed, you know what I mean? He shot, um, but mm-hmm. I don't think he shot. But he told me he didn't show, but that was interesting. But um, Bob's everywhere, you know. Him and Mick are flying, mm-hmm. and Bob I see a lot. You know, I mean,
0: he's... you know what's funny is you mentioned you're a deadhead, and uh, it was really <laughs> funny out here. I, I think I don't know if I told you about this. There was a party um, where Phil Lesh and a lot of people that live oh, out really? here. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. As you know, they have mm-hmm. ter- they have Terrapin Crossroads, you know, the uh, restaurant and stuff like that out here. Oh, okay. Um. Wow. <clears throat> what's interesting is um a friend of mine uh very involved in that industry had a party. He and his wife were moving out of their house on this giant piece of farmland. And the house mm. is amazing, but they're knocking the house down and they're selling the land and they're building something different. And so basically they had everyone and anyone that was from the Grateful Dead and everyone was out there and they were all playing. And uh, it was all these different bands in the garage. And uh, everyone was signing the walls of the house because the house was going to get knocked down the next day. So you had all these people's names and and signatures on the wall. And it was pretty cool. Yeah, and the music was was amazing. You know, out here out here, it's like, you know, it's so, it's it's a lot like New York, people can, people will just walk in and start playing that, or maybe Mm -hmm. in the area for a gig, or live in the area, or whatever, Um, you know, out here, in my area, we have a lot of musicians that just live here, and just like to show up, and oh, I'm so, and you know, you go, oh my gosh, yeah, wow, and they just get up, and they start playing music, and it's kind of like a Private thing, but everyone kind of knows about it, you know. And all the vintners, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's uh, it's like just like a little house, kind of like what I'm expecting. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is going to be happening. Um, wow. around the world, you know, with uh, tomorrow, you know, I don't want to keep mentioning it, but the royal wedding is just like off the hook. Crazy people are having so many parties you have no idea out here and it was funny, John said, Oh my gosh, my friends have been having parties all week. Yeah, and uh there are just lots of parties happening out here. You know, any reason to have a party I think for a lot of people, you know. But uh yeah. Are you gonna get up and watch it? <laughs> At four o'clock. I, I, oh, no, I probably no, will. I, it's too much Your for me this time.
3: To, it's it's driving me crazy, Holly, to tell you the truth. I You know, I did see, when I was a kid, a royal mm-hmm. wedding, what was it, Queen Elizabeth, I believe, when I was really uh-huh. young, remember, and they had the carriage and the horses, I'll never forget, that it was a big thing on NBC, and you watched it, mm-hmm. this was like one of the biggest things, and, and it, it was the early days of TV, <laughs> and it was kind of like, I'm watching this mm-hmm. incredible coronation and stuff, that was really amazing. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, this That's is going what, to be huge. Maybe I'll catch it. Maybe I'll just eat my words up and, and well, take a look. Well,
0: it'll to be a big event. 7 o'clock. It'll be on at 7 a.m. in the East Coast. It's going to be on at 4 a.m.
3: When is it Here tomorrow? In, uh, when is it? Yeah. Tomorrow? Four, wow.
0: Yeah, tomorrow.
3: I might do yeah, that. Yeah, we'll see Maybe how that be goes. Great. Thank you for telling me about that. I didn't know the time.
0: Yeah, I know. But you know what? Um My voice is starting to go, so what we're going to do is we're going to end the show, if that's cool with you. Yeah. Yeah. um, Is there anything else more that you kind of wanted to talk about?
3: No, I think we're there. We're going to have next week, so people know, we're going to have a a doubleheader for the next two weeks on movies. We're having Kevin Kerslake, the director of the uh, Joan Jett Bad Reputation movie. Yeah, that's a great uh, movie. Sundance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and Jones on tour right now as we're talking And then uh, the week after we have Dare to be Different director Ellen Goldfarb uh, who directed it, that movie about uh, WLIR radio in the 80s uh, And that was uh, yep. a trifecta film Festival. Yeah, so we got two mm-hmm. uh, movie shows coming up That are very dynamic in the next two weeks And I'm sort of excited about that, we are And um, that's about it for me right now
0: well, that sounds really good. Um what I wanted to say was to everyone to have a really um great weekend and again don't drink and drive and uh you know just you know be in the moment and uh I want to thank you Spencer for being here today and congratulations on being in John's book and oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. I want I want to thank John for being on. It was really nice to hear all the technical stuff that goes behind the scenes with all this album designing and and design itself. People don't realize it's not just about the music. It's about the design and the creation, which makes it marketable, really, Um, Mm -hmm. just not the sound. It's also the look of it. So with that, we're going to end our show with a song called Dance and... uh, that's how we're gonna go. So have a great Good. have a great weekend, Spencer. I'll be you talking too, to you probably.
3: You too. All right. <clears throat> yep, I love you. There you too. guys
0: go. Love you too. Bye.